thinking about the energy in the arena, just imagining it in my head beforehand. Uh, you know, you hear stories and everything, but uh, there's nothing like really experiencing it. But beforehand, of course, I, you know, I visualize that kind of thing. I wanted to get the crowd into it. You know, I love those fans. They gave me energy, you know, and I, I just want to give the energy back. It's that time. Christmas time is here. Everybody knows there's not a better time of year. Hear that sleigh. Santa's on his way. He'll kill parade for Christmas vacation. Think about the gift we got on, on Sunday, Gav. A lot of mixed feelings. The gift of... Spencer Lee and Real Woods. Yeah. Yeah, we've... we've we got that was di- Real Woods we just heard, by the way. Yeah. To start that podcast out. By the way, this is Initiate Contact. Coming at ya. Yeah. Um, Real Woods looked good. Spencer Lee looked... Okay. Oh, he, <laughs> I mean, he's still Spencer Lee. It, and, yeah. But, man, he was out of shape. Yeah, out of shape, and I'm sure a little sore, a little stiff, a little whatever. That's the thing. You you could tell guys like Spencer Lee and Real Woods they were knocking some rust off from not seeing any action for quite a while. Um, but yeah, so I'd say we just take this straight into match by match. We'll talk about each yep. wrestler, um, and yeah, that'll be our podcast. So uh, one twenty five right away. We. The, if you listen to our podcast last week, you know that we had us giving up six points here. We actually had a very similar final team result in our prediction. We just didn't we didn't get there the same way we thought we would get there. In so, fact, we got there in a worse way. In a worse way, yes. Because without Spencer Lee, we are not winning this duel. Oh, no. But, okay, so right away, freaking. The crowd I, was pumped. Yeah, I wasn't able to make it. But I was literally, I'm not kidding you, I got emotional, man. I was, when this duel started out, and I turned to the Big Ten Network, and I saw the crowd, and I saw the turnout that we had, and I saw that Spencer Lee was walking out to shake shake hands and team introductions, I was getting goosebumps, I was getting emotional, I was... I was so fucking excited for this duel. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was it that same type of feeling in the arena? Oh yeah, it was loud. People were like ready. People were excited. Well, so we we like went with the big Grove. And it, it ended up not opening till eleven, but there was a group of like people was there or whatever, and, and the Hawkeye Wrestling Club was there. That's cool. Raffle. Everybody was excited. Chad Bailey came and sat with us for most of the time. You know? That's fun. Yeah, it was good. Grandma showed up, you know, so that explained a lot of what was going on to Grandma, you know. But, yeah, so we got there, and you know, though, and I don't know if you saw, you know, from TV, it was not a packed house. It On TV, it looked it sold out and packed. There was a lot of seats open. Really? That's, now, it was kind of that's, upsetting. That's sad to like, hear. Like Grant came and sat where you would have sat, just like four rows up from me, you know? Mm-hmm. And there were six seats right there next to him open. Six. Oh, man. that yeah. And those are great seats. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Wow. Okay, that that's sad to know. Though, like, yeah, there is a bunch of well, them open. At least, and, and, and at least from, is... if you were somebody that was watching it from your couch, Big Ten Network made it look like that thing was packed. I, I just and don't. I'll, you know, I'll take that if that's the the perception. I just don't understand. Like where we have a sold out. Like those tickets are sold. Like, come on, get to the fucking duel. Yeah. It's or like, or give them to somebody that wants to yeah, go. This isn't basketball. Like guys. I have I have ten tickets. And I try to make sure that they're all filled. Like, I'm not going to let them just stay open. That's just not cool, you know? Yeah. If anything, just give them away. Yep. It, it's like, you know, we sold those tickets to my coworker today that yeah. you of extra tickets you have. and 20 bucks. R- right away, you were just like, yeah. Of course. Let's fill them. Yeah. I, I don't see the point of having a sold-out crowd and not have a crowd. Yeah. Like I get it, we make money still, but let like first off, let's let's be well, this, honest. This, Wrestling was a dying sport here, and kind of still is. Like, come on, let let people enjoy it. You know what though? Like, why have this duel be on a Sunday at one thirty? Like, well, it's always been that way. No, I mean, it hasn't. Not always. There's but been it's, a lot of Friday duels. This I know, should, but this should have been a seven p.m. Friday duel. Well, they quit doing the 7 p.m. I'm pretty sure no, because of the... Because uh, Illinois versus Iowa is 7 p.m. No, I'm saying the Iowa State. Friday. Listen, let me talk. So sure. the, Remember those Grandview kids that got in the accident? Yeah. Like three, four of them got hurt and stuff? That was like the last night duel that I remember for Iowa State. I wonder if that has something to do with it. How long, how long ago was that? Like six years ago. Well, that's... That that I mean I mean don't get me wrong that's, maybe not that's, five years that's ago, tragic years. that's that's sad and if that's your reasoning I kind of get it but at the same time like you don't you I think don't, you don't uh, you don't not schedule that duel on a Friday because of an incident like that because it's not like we don't have any other Friday night duels scheduled this year yeah I well I'm I'm just. No, no, I'm saying as far as a night duel. I don't know. I don't even know what day that was, but I'm saying as as a night, like Here, at seven o'clock, because you have the seven o'clock duel, right? Then you the duel goes till eight thirty. Then people are always going to drive because it's always a two hour distance either way, right? Yeah. And so then you're looking at like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, hitting interstates. You know, I kind of yeah, get it. it. No, because like they don't determine basketball or. Or football games on that, like it, to me. Do you think it, it's venue? I I think it could be because of like. Who, did we have a basketball game? No, Friday? no. I well, we might have had a basketball game Friday. Did we? I I think what happened is that well, I don't know this for certain, so don't quote me on this. But I think it's possible that because the Big Ten Network was broadcasting the event. That they took like an available time slot that wouldn't interfere with football. Well, it wouldn't have interfered with football because it's championship weekend. But that wouldn't interfere with a basketball game. And if that's the reason you're doing it, like put it on Big Ten Plus. Because well, no, because then it's on the national stage. But at, at the same time, like if you're looking to maximize Carver Hawkeye Arena during a duel of this caliber. Like, you, you need to find a time slot that... Because you, you can't tell me Iowa fans on a Friday night or a Saturday night or even a Saturday afternoon wouldn't be more rowdy 
want it to be more uh, packed. What, what else are they doing on Sunday at 1.30? No, last time we played a ba- – like, our last basketball game was Tuesday against Georgia Tech, and we're playing again – like no, they take a week off, so there's. there's I, I mean, what are my, our fans doing Sunday at one thirty? What are our, on a Sunday? Well, it's a, if you're from Des Moines or if you're from like Western Iowa, yeah. like you're not you, gonna make you the, leave at like yeah, because you know, you're getting home 10, at you're getting home at like four, eight or nine five. o'clock on a Sunday. Like I understand the appeal of wanting to sit at home on your couch when it's. On a, a a channel like Big Ten Network, where anybody with a cable package in Iowa is going to get that duel. Well, no, I'm talking about the season ticket holders. Sure, and, and they all should be local-ish. No, no, not at all. It's all Iowa. Like, well, I, mean, then, I mean, unless you consider all of Iowa local. Well, okay, I'm just saying, if uh, you're not going to make it, sell the goddamn ticket or give it away. Yeah. For sure, I, I don't like it. I don't, still I don't should be packed. But like I think about it, like when when I lived in Western Iowa, like I don't know, like I know for a fact if that duel was on a Friday or Saturday, and I wasn't coaching a tournament in in, in a high school gym somewhere, mm-hmm. I'm going to that duel. There, there's nothing keeping me from it. But if it's a if it's a Sunday at one thirty, like oh man. Like that, that kind of screws up your Monday. It, it, well, because well, even, even, even so, especially for a guy like me that wants to go to a duel uh, in pregame and drink beers, I and did par- all that and party. Yes, but you had twenty minutes to travel home. Sure. Like I'm not saying I necessarily there, there was- wouldn't have gone if I was living in Western Iowa, but I'm not your average Iowa wrestling fan either. There's, uh, I mean, there was kids coming from Pennsylvania at Rads that they came. They paid two hundred dollars a ticket, and they came from Pennsylvania, thirteen hour drive. Two hundred dollars a ticket, yep. and they're driving right back right now. I mean, there's people that want to go. Y- yeah, those are people though that scheduled their whole. Sure. Week around that and took time off work. That's that's fucking cool. Though. Yeah, this they're, makes... they're they're good people. They're, one of them's probably moving here. He's like, I love Iowa. Fuck PA. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. Good. He's yeah. looking for a coaching job. That's awesome. That's so. Anybody sweet. knows a coaching job uh, for uh, a kid that wrestled at Edinburgh? You know, like good good quality kid. But anyways, I just it like I almost wish there was like a you know. Maybe a cyber bucket, but a bucket you, if you're not gonna go, because this happened at when I did when I went to Cal Baptist, I think it was kids' night or whatever they call that. And you know, there's people just like, hey, I want to give away tickets, and guess what? They never never gave away the tickets because they didn't want to stand outside in the cold. Hear me? Yeah, just and drop them off. Yeah, just like put them, them or or like literally, it'd be nice if there's a freaking bucket sitting outside anybody that want to take it you just take it you know just get in fucking fill the stands yeah that's what we should be going for i i don't get why there isn't that scenario or give them back to will call somebody still can you, buy you know, them right what, there at the event from will call the problem it makes make, make a little might, more school might, might be, a little more money for the, the school. price of the season tickets they might need to up it that people mm-hmm. are but but people are are buying the season tickets and then like you said not like you know you you have what ten mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah. So, like, I I called you today, and I had a coworker that wanted to get her husband um, tickets for the Illinois for the Illinois duel, and you're like, yeah, I got four available. Like first come first serve. Yeah. Yep. And I I know you go out of your way to try to get rid of your tickets, but how many people are in that same scenario as you that are loaded with money that aren't nearly as diehard as you are? They just they're 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 just Hawkeye wrestling fans, and they just hold on to them. They're like, eh, yeah, we're just not gonna go this week. Like, th- kind of seems um, childish. Yeah, yeah. Like I I get it. Like I get it. If you can afford that, but at the same time, you're hurting the experience. In well, here, here here's what I want. I want like if I could write a letter. I know they don't write letters anymore, but I want to tell somebody like we'll call. It's all digital now, right? Mm-hmm. Why can't you go online? Say, hey, I'm not going to make this. Please resell it at like at the door at this price. At, at no, well, don't just let the school do it. Just ten sell it bucks. at face value. Ten yeah. bucks. Yeah, and let somebody that just like, oh, I want to go. I don't have a way of getting tickets. I don't know anybody. Da da da. Or I never thought ahead, and they can just go at the door and re and and guess what? The school makes more money. Yeah, and and they would have gone to waste anyways. Yep. And everything's the, and digital. It, it, it looks, should be easy, and, and it looks better to recruits and, yeah. and everything. Yep, I, I hear you, man. It's, it's annoying when we have that many open seats at like literally, probably the biggest home duel we're gonna have this year. Yeah, outside of maybe Okie State. Yep. Um. Yeah. Okay. So enough about that. Um. We'll jump into going through it weight by weight. Um. So right away. We had Spencer Lee. Spencer Lee, the return of Spencer Lee. He has not wrestled since Destin. And we were there. Of last year. We were there. <laughs> and I, you know what? Here's the thing. Everyone's going to say, oh, Spencer Lee looked tired. He looked out of shape. <coughs> he it, looked as he should have with it, two knee surgeries, fuckers. It, it, well, <coughs> and the thing is, the thing is, though, at least from my perspective of sitting at home and watching on TV and getting the close-up shots of him, it wasn't the knees that... that oh, it's his that, lungs? Yeah. Yeah. He is sucking, man. He looked you, like well, a skeleton. You got to remember, first off, he probably sat on his ass for how long after surgery, right? Probably can't, like, even hardly get on a bike. Maybe just keep him loose, but not, like, work out cardio hard, you know? Yeah. And not to mention, he probably put on some LBs, and then probably come season, he's like, okay, okay, I got to kick it in gear a little bit more, a little bit more, but yep. not too much yep. because I don't want to re-hurt myself. And then, so those, it's not like a full-fledged, like, get your, like, we were just talking about you started working out again for the first time, serious, and recently, and uh, how long did it take you to get your win back? Yeah, it took me... Months. Month and a half. Yeah, exactly. To actually feel like I was like a machine again. Yep, exactly. Otherwise, I was just like sitting there, like, Ugh, I hate my life. He's, Why am I on this treadmill? He's been a month and a half of wrestling with bad knees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try doing that with bad knees. And yeah, like it, it, it's what you would expect from any wrestler that Anybody, took, that, any took that time off. And but the the thing is, I I, I do. Like, it was obvious that there was a lot of crash dieting going on in the last in week, fact, week, week and a half. For I'm wondering if there was a little extra push to get him out there, which normally I don't feel like we do. I feel like we kind of let people go at their own pace. 
you know and um well, maybe 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 it's his own mental push but i oh, feel I like i guarantee it was because i guarantee i mean i'm sure that's some of it no matter what yeah depending like based off what i saw from just how it you could tell you could tell physically that like when he walked out there to shake hands before that match started even when he wanted went on a tear in the first period like you could tell like this guy's sucking yeah. real hard and so it it wasn't it, you know what's it, crazy it was one of those things to where i i i i wasn't surprised with what I saw based off his appearance stepping out on the mat. You know what's crazy? And this is, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, But let's say Brody could have sucked down to 25 quicker and easier and bump up Spencer. That could have been a thing. I'm, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, if how big of allowance do college wrestlers get at the Christmas break time? Two. Do, do they get two? I believe is so. That, yeah. They used to. They I don't know if to. that's I don't still know. true. I mean, that was back when I was in college. I don't know what they get now, but it was two. Yeah. Well, he's going to need that two pounds for <laughs> sure. But I think you have to weigh in ahead of time, too. So that makes sense, right? So maybe this was another thing where, hey, you probably should just go ahead and weigh in and get that two or whatever. So it, 125 was a tighter match than I expected if Spencer Lee was going. Still close to attack, though. Yeah. The thing is, if it weren't for the ref, I feel like it would have been a tech fall. Let's get into that because I talked about this just like when I was talking about PA Kid. Um, when I was – oh, crap. I was supposed to get a shout-out to somebody. Who was that? Don't worry about it. Yeah. You'll figure it out later. But anyways, um, the refs were annoying, and 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 not definitely not going to say that they made any impact on the on the duel. Like they probably no. made impacts on some specific scenarios, but not on the duel. Yeah. Like I'm not going to blame any ref. All right. I'm not. Like it wasn't. It wasn't. A, it, quite honestly, it wasn't bad refing. But um, I had. I have issues with refs, and I've gone over this before. I have issues with refs just talking to talk, yeah, like, or like, or doing. They're they're talking like they're like I get it when you're refing somebody at the JV or like like peon high school. Your like, job is not to fucking level. coach. Yeah. Your job is to call a call. Yeah, if you're not calling a call, shut your fucking trap. Yeah, like like against the Spencer Lee match, like. He had the arm bar like locked up or the chicken wing, and he goes, you, it, like it was the end of the first you, period. Use it or lose it. Yeah, yeah. He goes, you got to use it. It's like yeah. he fucking has gotten two different counts of near fall points yeah. from that same move. Why the fuck are you trying to tell Spencer Lee on that to, to he lose has? It. Basically, that, you're that, telling him to lose it. Yeah. And like, like, go fuck yourself, man. It's like, man. what are you doing? Just shut your fucking mouth. He he's knows t- wrestling more than you. He's a three-time national yeah. champion. He's a two-time Hodge winner. Yep. He has that locked up for a reason. And he knows what's legal. He knows what's not legal. Like, why are you interjecting your beliefs into... In, in, into in, his mind into during his the mind. match. Yeah, you're... He's, you're you're he, taking away from good wrestling, especially at that level. Like I said, I get it. If you're coach or if you're repping a kid 
that's who, that's that's new that needs some rule learning yeah but you're talking about spencer fucking lee do not try to tell him that he needs to use what he has locked up he if he has it locked up he is looking for a way to utilize it and it's just stupid i, I, I i've gone over this before it what sure it's just talk blah blah but it does change a, a, a wrestler's mindset because they're like, oh shit, am I going to get dinged here? Even though it's way too early. Because if it wasn't early, they would have already fucking yes, dinged him. 100%. Your job is just to ding him. That's it. Yeah. Your job is to call the call, not to give fucking influences in between, you fuck. And, but see, and. Not that he's bad ref. That was actually good refing. But I also will say there was three different times where for some fucking reason I the ref felt like he had to do a stalemate or whatever from the neutral position, from the feet, and recenter him in the mat and re-wrestle. Guess what? That takes away from a guy that's working ties. That takes away from a guy that's strategizing, like getting the head bob down or some fucking shit, yeah. you know, or, or the control of an elbow idea or something like that you're taking that way that guy that guy and giving it to the guy that can shoot out in space yep bullshit you are changing the strategy of the game like you cannot do this i don't know why they these refs think they can do things just to do things to like remind people that they're fucking there you should be invisible yeah you're refing an iowa duel these fuckers just know. back up and just call call what you see, and that's it. Speaking of refing, what do you think of the uh, and and calls like this of such? But the the challenge for headgear. Oh, oh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Blah blah blah. All right, so that was interesting. <laughs> so right, so we're gonna go into 133. 133. and we had uh, Colin Trever versus. Uh, I'm gonna let you try to pronounce that name. Uh, Ramazan. Adazavas. Adazava? No, that's not even close. Ad- Hold on, let Adasav. me actually read it. Adavo. Adav. Adasov. Adasov. Yeah, okay. Who well, gives a whatever. fuck? He's from Iowa State. Well, he won. Hmm. Uh, he beat Cullen Schreiber 3-1. Hmm. to one. Um, Once again, though, if we would have done the Spencer Lee swap or or even put in Brody Teske, what? I don't know. Why do you not? Think obviously, Brody? obviously think they hurt? think they're right. No, I think they're just right there. Yeah. And quite honestly, I think Brody Teske is still um, I think he's bulking our, up. I think he's going to be our guy. He is. By the time I think he is too. Nationals gets here. I think he's still bulking up, and I don't think that uh, they're just ready to throw him out there and maybe mentally get screwed on a loss or two or something when he wasn't ready yet. Yep. So, at this point, we're winning 4-3. to three. Um, And then we go in and we have the de- debut of Real Woods Yep. against uh, Casey Swiderski. Swiderski. Swiderski uh, is one of two freshmen, 41 and 49 I believe it is, that uh, for Iowa State that are gonna be tough later. Yeah, yeah. And he, they, they the fact they, that he was a true freshman was. And they both impressive. wrestle very similarly. I have to imagine they're very strong, like good grips and heavy hands, and and just make it tough. Well, that for you, people. you gotta assume that Real Woods was knocking a little bit of rust off. You know, you could tell he felt the crowd. 
Yeah, he, he felt the Carver as, impact by as, the end of that match. As you heard by the intro, he was excited. Yeah. And uh, it, it's fun to and see. And he was probably the most pumped up during the Be, whole thing. Because, you you know, like that guy, with all the success he had at Stanford, he's never experienced a crowd like that. He Even at Nationals, when that place is packed and he wins, like he has never felt a chant like that for him. Sure. At the college I mean, level. he waved afterwards, and he he got into the oh, crowd idea. You could tell when he was when he when when he was uh, uh, yapping and and it was uh, a, the push at the end. Oh yeah, you could tell. And Brands was like, that's what I love about wrestling so much is that they they allow that little bit of shit talk. They lo- they allow that little bit that of personality, uh, that yeah, swag. That, yes. And they let it go. Yeah. And it's like even when Iowa State did it, he like, kind of reminds me of like Lil Gilman a uh, bit. You know, like he just has that little bit of edge to him that reminds me. Of, and kind of a little bit of a look, black hair and shit, you know. I don't know. Don't you feel? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. Like he, he's one of those guys that he's going to feed off his environment the more and more he steps out in the Carver Hawkeye. And I hope, I hope this is, we see him going the rest of the way because there was nothing that indicated that he that you know because we haven't seen him go at this point so uh, you know part of you wonders like oh is he dinged up is he hurt i don't he, think he, he was is. he was wearing a uh, compression on his knee right I, 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 and same thing with spencer lee though yeah like spencer lee we saw a gas tank issue not an issue. It'll be resolved. Yes, it, yes. But right now, like there was a little bit of the gas tank issue. I did not see it, any it, issue. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the same feeling that I got when he when he got done wrestling in Niceville last year in Florida. It was like we got done watching him in Niceville last year. Like, and it was broken bones. Oh yeah, like that guy. His bones are are fucking grinding on everything. And I didn't feel that. I just saw fatigue. I don't know. I felt like he was uh, maybe not, maybe not like pain, pain, but he was overly protective of certain scenarios. Which is I cool. Felt. That's fine. As long well, as, as there's a mentality around, like you hurt something and you feel like your mental instinct is to protect it. Y- yes, but it, it it's different from when you're wrestling a kid. That's that's you know. Not well. I mean, he's a top twenty kid, but if if you're wrestling a kid at the in the national tournament that is fourth in the country or better, like you're not. I don't. I I don't see Spencer Lee being a guy that's going to protect that. He's going to go balls to the wall, and he. I I think based off the matchup that he had and the 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 point lead that he had, he. Just got, th- got, you know, did what he needed to do. Yeah, just enough. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, we end up talking about Spencer Lee more than he did about Real Woods. But I love, I, 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 I love, I love the addition of Real Woods. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think, love his reaction to the end when the crowd just like erupted because you could tell he was like, "Fuck yes, this is where I need to be." He seems like. You know, we've lost a few sparks. You know, some of those like, like 
igniters, some of those like excitement getters. He's going to be of those, one of those. He is one of those. Yep. You know, um, we didn't really have any kind of left, really, I feel. Like Jacob Warner's kind of go through the motion. Spencer Lee's even keel and, and just does his job and doesn't like pump up a crowd or nothing like that. Um, Max Mirren does all of his talking on the mat as well. You know, we don't have any of those guys that really like, you know. Yep. Um, and he seems like that. I agree. Um, all right. So then jumping into 149, we had Max Mirren versus uh, Panero Johnson. Saddest part of the tournament. Oh, or the duel. Yeah. Yep. This is one where I felt like Mirren controlled basically the entire match. He was the aggressor the entire time. It's why we love Max Mirren. Is that like even He's a grinder? Even in a loss, you don't uh, you don't count them out. Yeah, well, even in a loss, you don't you you're not necessarily upset with it. There, there. The the thing with this match was is that this Johnson kid, he had a reshot that was working for him, um, or not that necessarily working for him, but it it. It was constant. He was constantly working for that, like outside single leg. And and this is At every single shot he had that would come back up to neutral. He would go for the reshot, and it was one of those things to where it's like, oh, when he got in deep right at the end of that match, it's like, oh, man, how don't how don't you anticipate that? And this is one of those matches where I talked about where the ref freaking called a goddamn stalemate or, I don't know, holding hands or some bullshit to make him put back in the mat. And this is, and this is the one that upset me the most because this is a guy that literally sets up off of ties. He does not want to wrestle in space. He wants to wrestle in a phone booth, in a, in a fucking tight quarters, holding on to the guy. He's stronger than everybody. And, you know, like it's upsetting that that ref changed the goddamn match. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I do. Ah, oh, God. I, I, like, I wish, I wish, I hope everybody, like, noticed that. Because that is not Max Mirren's style, is to start three feet apart or two and a yeah. half feet apart. His style is to keep the tie ups that he had it, and work them. Yep. And the thing is, it's like he got taken down with what? One. Did two seconds left in in the first yeah, overtime. Yeah. So it, it, and he he had already proven to proven to us that he was way more dominant in the top position. So had that have gone to another overtime, you think like that? Well, he would have warmed down for sure. Well, that would have at least benefited Max Mirren in that match. I I, I, I truly believe that he would have been able to uh, ride him out. And he would have been Max Mirren is a beast on the bottom. But like once that again, that guy is up and out in five seconds almost every. But once match. again, this this was a fresh. He always reminds me of uh, what's Chad his Beatty. No, not Chad Beatty. Um, who was the kid that wrestled uh, Hebert from Northwestern all the time? What weight would that have been? Fifty or six or what weight was that? Eighty four. Yeah, Keddy. Philip Keddy. Keddy. Yeah. Remember Philip Keddy? Yeah, he had the fastest stand up in the world. Yeah, and I feel like Max Mirren is 
He doesn't really have a fast stand up. He's just strong. He, he and he just yeah. Gets up. You can't you can't ride him. No. And that's what that's what's so impressive. Pound for pound, he's probably the strongest skill. Well, I don't know. Spencer Lee's pretty fucking strong. I have yeah. to imagine. But, All right. So, but anyways, I want to say this once yeah, again. That ahead. was another forty. That one forty nine pounder was another freshman. We're going to be dealing with him more. But that kid actually kind of reminded me of a young Max Mirren, heavy hands and just strong as well. Yeah. But he did have a little more quickness. Well, okay, and then we went into 157, Kobe Seabrick versus Jason Crasier. And, uh... Crazier. Crazier. Um, I would say... Well, first off, this came... I mean, the sparks flew instant. You know, it was basically a body lock, lift, return, straight to the mat, held him in a bear hug, got points. Yeah. I think it started out six... Sip, almost, what, 30 seconds in? Yeah. I don't remember. It was fast. It was quick. Yeah. And then he just held on to it. Nothing exciting after. Really. Yeah, but, but it, it, impressive. Still, though, those hips of Kobe Seabrick win another one yet again. And and then the D1 level, believe, believe it or not, anybody that is willing to – it's like it's like a boxer's chance. If you're willing to let the hands fly – you know, and th- swing for the fences. That's like Kobe Seabrook and the wrestling mentality. He has hips and he knows how to use them, and he lets them go. Yep. Um, and it's fun because he rolled through the last one for a pin, and 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 this he he let he went ahead and body locked it up and lifted, returned right to his back. He he is. Uh, he believes. You have to have the confidence that guy has to be great, and yep. he, he will be great. Yep, yep. He's a great writer too. I, I think, on top I th- of that, I, week, which I really safe. I, I, I know it's early, but I see him. Yeah, I know he's only ranked 14th in the nation. He's an all-American. So it's it's kind of like the you know live by the throw, die by the throw thing. But he's but he's a great writer. On top of that, he's a gr- yeah yeah. And he so, might be our best. Best guy that we like our best tilter, other than Spencer. Yeah, Lee. I was gonna say we got Spencer Lee. Yeah, other than Spencer Lee, yeah, like, I uh, he's I agree. He is he is similar, and he's bumped up a weight, and he still held his own. And I I think we're gonna see him uh, really upset some guys. Not gonna lie, he's gonna lose some matches he shouldn't too. Yeah, for sure, because of that for same sure. mentality. But he's one of those guys to where like you could see him. Getting some big upsets at the national tournament or Big Tens. Yep, yep. He's going to be a dark horse here in the next two years, and then he's going to be on the top, and that's where it'll be more upsetting when he loses one or two of those that sure, yeah, are just yeah, I a weird, you. weird flurry type of thing. Okay, and then we had David Carr um, versus Patrick Kennedy, and I, I, I don't care what anybody says. David Carr is number one in the nation. Like I know he's lost. Well, he's up a weight. Well. He's up a weight, but at the same time, like uh, Patrick Kennedy, he wrestled him really well, and it, it, it was ten to four. He lost ten to four. Speaking of speed, the speed killed Patrick. Here. Yes, it did. Yep. Uh, Patrick's uh, once again, like Keaton said last podcast, kind of a mini Marinelli, and. Um, Soon to be uh, Marinelli, <laughs> you know, like he's just younger and. But anyways, uh, yeah, the speed, the speed was a difference there. But I, I could tell that literally, 
car had issues tying up with them. Oh, one hundred percent. What normally worked for works for a car wasn't working in this do or in this matchup, and that's exciting. Like that is, uh, I I I think Patrick Kennedy. It was a ten to four match, but it felt tighter than that when you were watching it. And and you know what? I'm not, I would I would be. I mean, it's going to be closer the next time around. Yeah, I do not. I feel like there was a, lot, a little bit of a shock value to this match for Patrick because he started to warm up a little later. You know, I, I mean, but well, he didn't get fatigued. No, no, he, he he. If anything, got tougher as the match went on. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think there he didn't wrestle that great early on, and he kind of he kind of got into it a little bit more, and. Um, I think he was less scared, quite honestly, or, yep. or whatever. Just that shock and awe factor in the beginning. And then we had uh, 174, Nelson Brand. Nelson looked good. This is the kid he's beat multiple times, though, so I'm not like not going to go overboard with this, but he got a major, which the three majors we got won us this duel. You know, yep. it was a tie, otherwise, if match one lost. And um, um, I don't know. I think I feel like he left a little out there still. He had more in the tank. Yeah, and I I feel like he is almost wrestling a little bit conservative, conservative compared to his normal for sure. Yeah, but uh, he, I, he did a he did like a, I mean I don't want to talk bad, but he did this like little high step and like overly waved to the crowd and stuff, um, which okay, you know I I you, I don't know why though you know. What was the point? It wasn't like a ranked kid. It wasn't like a, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and he, uh, well, I I feel like uh, he's he's taking his time. He's uh, it because he's he's recovering from it, it, it an injury. So he is. Uh, I feel like he's just kind of like. Easily stepping back into it, and just being a little bit conservative, but at the same time, um, I mean, God, that man, that first takedown to back points was nope. was so needed at that point. And he he went out there and he fucking gave Carver a a, a, a new sense of energy after. Um, I I know Seabrook had just won, but like. You know, you're feeling a little defeated at the Max Mirren match, and to have that to be the intermission match, or that wasn't that was the one right off of intermission. intermission. Would have been David so Carver. it was good. It was good momentum after that. Yeah, I I, I just don't, I don't know I don't know what to think of this because a lot of it was the after the match that I had issues with, but yeah. um, he wrestled good and uh, hopefully. Oh, he's comfortable at this weight finally. You know, he's been at higher weights and bounced around and shit and kind of never really had a stable footing at a weight, you know, as a secured spot in the lineup. So hopefully he feels better and more confident, and that's why, you know, and let's just move forward and see, see how it goes. Like, he's ranked 15 right now. He That damn well not – but it, he's a, he should be a top five guy. Top ten for sure. I, I yeah I I agree with you. He's he's an all American level. Like he is, 
100%. I don't want him to get complacent with this little win. You know, right. that's why I don't know why he was over. Yep. Overdoing the crowd. And then we had uh, uh, Abe Assad versus Marcus Coleman. This is one that we kind of knew. You know, Abe's, Abe's been kind of flat, but it was a close match, 3-2. And Abe and, was in deep on so many shots, but Coleman is super funky. Yep. Um, and and Coleman's good. You know, he's been there, done that. Um, I don't know how he did last year, but, he, I mean, he's, he's good. I, I just hope this doesn't... Uh, Affect Abe in any sort of way. I, I, because I, because I, th- I, I feel like he is right there, and he, he was so close to finishing like two or three takedowns against Coleman. Like he's just got to figure out how to deal with that funk. I'm not gonna lie, Abe. I, I don't know. He seems good enough. I really feel he's kind of digressed, digressed the last couple of years. Like I, I just don't see that. Like I, I don't that think so. Fire that like, come on, man. This is this should be your year to shine, and I don't. I'm not seeing it yet. I, I, I don't feel like he's uh, digressed. I, I, I feel like. Uh, I, I haven't had he, any proof that there's improvement. Well, the thing is, like, the, 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 name the, the, one match that's like, uh, like a match that, like, oh, there he is, here we go. Well, I, I feel like this match, he was, mm. he, there he is. This like, could have been a, there he is. It, it could have been, and if he would have won this match, I feel like this would have been the biggest win of his career. And he's right there. He so, just doesn't excite me. Yeah, I agree. He does, he's not an exciting wrestler. And he's one of those guys you're skeptical of every time he steps out there against a top ten kid. But he physically he fits the bill. I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's got plenty of time to figure it out. Um, but does he? I mean, I like I feel like. I mean, it's early in the season. I yes. I just there. There's no excitement when I see him. Like when we talked about Real Woods, or we talked about like even Spencer Lee coming out and like being like, when he came out, he was like running to the mat, middle of the mat, and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. You're looking for some more personality. Well, and Jacob spunk. Jacob Warner. Listen, Jacob Warner's like right, the let's definition. Jump right, let's go. Let's go straight into well, Jacob Warner. Well, we we so, know we talked about we talked about him. Go go say your point that yeah, ties it into yeah. the Abe. Um, yep. So Jacob Warner, like literally, is that guy that's close matches and doesn't show too much. But this year he had like the hair feather back and he walks with a little bit more and he, you know, like you can tell he has yeah. more of a spunk and, got, and he still doesn't have that flashiness when he yeah. wrestles, but he has that. Yeah, he knows, and, and the that's level what I'm saying. What like, like just because his style. Abe Assad's style doesn't make it fiery. Jacob Warner's style doesn't make it fiery, but he has a he has that passion. You can see. Yeah. I mean, come on, it's a it's a real thing. I think Abe Assad is going through the motions. Yeah. I'm going. I I'm, I don't get it. So then we went into 197. Uh, talking about Warner, uh, going up against uh, Bastida. Bastida is good. Yeah, and that he's, was a that was a very close match last year in this duel. In, in fact, Bastida, he's gonna finish well. 
He's he, he's a a real athlete. Like he's a guy that is flexible, quick, makes you know, uh, quick, quick. I don't know how you say it, but moves like he 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 makes good judgment calls quick and easy. Uh, Jacob's a little more slow and methodical, and uh, but once again, a lot of deep shots that never got finished. Yep. Yep, a bunch. That that shot right at the end that would yeah. have taken into overtime was a heartbreaker. Um, or would it have taken to no? He, he would have won one of the. He would have won it because yeah. of the brick throw. Yeah, I mean he had he had third, how almost, great of a brick throw was? Yeah, that? that was great, fantastic, great coaching move. Yeah. And he was the thing is though like let's explain it like, first like for the listeners like, that might not have watched yeah. so what happened was pulling on the headgear and constantly and, since the first period mm-hmm. and and the, there was specifically was one where jacob had to back out and readjust because it was like half on his like cheek you yeah. know and he had to come back and readjust and then instantly i saw a brick i'm like holy fuck can you do that like i didn't even know you could do that yeah I didn't know you could challenge yeah, that. Take notes, college football, yeah. because you should be able to fucking and, well, challenge anything. And in fact, you should know. Well, yeah, challenge. You should know what you can and cannot challenge. That's impressive. That brands like I don't see him yeah. studying even, the rule book. He, 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 <laughs> even know? Gibbons was like, "There's nothing Tom Brands misses." Nope. Um, and 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 we saw Kevin Dresser, the orange that he has. Uh, come out there and was all bitching about it. Did you see the the graphic that the Iowa that the University of Iowa put out? Ah, uh, after we won, nope. there's a picture of Spencer Lee, like, uh, you know, looking tough, and it and it had a bunch of oil. so his natural look. Yeah, so there's a picture of Spencer Lee, and it had an 18 behind him for 18 straight wins, and then it had a bunch of oranges like just soccer. Yeah. Well, these PA kids, <laughs> Garrett Anthony, Garrett Anthony wanted to like bring in, like go to Hy-Vee and bring in a bunch of oranges. I'm like, they're gonna be looking for oranges. <laughs> like that, you're not the first one to think of this. They're gonna, they're gonna empty pockets of oranges throughout the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's funny. Yeah. All right, and then we, so then we went into the last match. So, so wait, wait. Well, Warner lost four to three. And and so that challenge was won with the with the thing. and then Dresser got out there and just like bitching and moaning. Obviously, didn't like he was basically once again calling shit on brands for calling something that oh you're gonna cry about head. It's a rule, fucker. Yeah, you don't fucking, learn to coach. You don't fucking yank her down. On learn to coach to if you can. Match, if you can get your kid a point, god damn it, you better. And here's if you th- don't, you're a, not a good coach. Here's the thing. Your kid got away with headgear pulling for four straight fucking minutes, and you still barely won that match. And and this one was so obvious that it first off it should have been called that fucking should've, that ref that, that should have been the third time. It, yeah, it, that it ref been, that was called. so busy on separating them and put them in back and yeah, separating like, them towards um, yeah, move. use it or lose it. Guess what? Call the calls that are supposed to be called and shut your fucking trap, guy. Yeah. Once again, not bad refing, but you, don't be a douche. Yep. Come on. And we had Tony Cassiope versus uh, uh, number nine Sam Schwaler. Uh, I'd say Skyler, but Skyler. All right, Sam Skyler. Yeah. So one nine to two. Um, 
on paper that, you know, last year uh, Cassiope stalled him out, got him DQ'd from the match. This, <laughs> this, this was a lot closer. This was a lot closer. Uh, Sam, actually, the, the two points that he scored, he had locked up a cradle. Like, how do you get that stalled was, out of a match? You're a piece of shit. Oh, you are, like, you have to be coached into that, right? Like, Dresser had to been telling him, just stall. Yeah. Wait for your moment and tire him out. Yeah. You know, he something. walked out of the match probably last year. was like, coach, that, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I... I, I got called for stalling a lot, but that's only because I'd post up and do weird shit and then wait for them to take try to do a takedown. Like, I don't get how you actually get stalled out. That That's a lot of effort. Yeah. And I'm blaming that on Dresser. That's how that's a piece of shit that Dresser is. To be fair, that was last year. The, no, this yeah. year was a lot tighter. No, I know. I know. I'm I, just saying. Yeah. I, Cassiope one-handedly, I almost forgot but there that. was a split second part of that match to where I had to look away from the TV. Yeah, there was a scare where he had a, a little cradle locked up. But yep. But I didn't get it. So Iowa wins a barn burner of a duel. 18 to 15, Gab. Yep. As I talk shit about Dresser, I will say these guys were more ready than us. Yep. Yep. They were more jacked up. They were more ready to like more there's more Fieriness out of Iowa State in this duel. Well, in and because we know, but, but you know that can also come down to like this again. Like when you are in Iowa program, there is a target on your back. You know what I mean? Like there is a significant target that guys are just going after you. I got you. Oh, sorry. I know we're close, but that was it. And we're back. And I peed. Um, yeah, but Iowa State was ranked number seven. We're number two. These are two top ten teams, both with talent. On the and yeah, there is always a well. First off, there's always a target on Iowa's back at all times because we're Iowa. Always. Yep. So I mean, it's it's a lot easier for an opposing team that has a chance to get jacked up over us, like defending what we have. But and it's a, it's a chance for them to make a name for themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And well, so this is our last podcast until after Christmas. After Christmas, hence hence the Christmas theme. Keaton over here is going to Punta Cana. Yep. Going, going to go, go down in the life. southern air heat and uh, play around on the beaches or some shit. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, it'll be a good time. But uh, we'll be back here and we'll be talking more wrestling. Um, Probably after what? What is it? It's the um, God. What's the name? It, it it's it's taking place. It's a the soldiers, soldiers salute in Coralville at the Extreme Arena. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah, that'll be fun. And um, so yeah, we'll do something after that because well, first off, it's it's probably more of a tournament style. Yeah. I mean, since it's all day, both two days, and then so it's hard to like really prep for that. But we'll be back after that, and then get ready for Illinois duel. I believe is that the next yep. scroll down on January January sixth is the Illinois well, duel. Well, is there another one? Nope, between? it'll be the next one. Scroll down. Yeah, there we go. All um, right, go Hawks, guys. Yep, and uh, once again, we got the one. Um, 
Do you want to plug the uh, t-shirt company? Mm-mm. No? All right.